Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to a performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. I played the Seed 2 Pro Plus, which is geared for lower spin from the driver, a lower kind of ball flight, more run out, and gives me an extra check and control around the greens. While I might be out of control, the ball certainly isn't. So it's perfect for the Lynx Golf I'm accustomed to playing. Dean over at Seed keeps telling me to get my order in because they are selling like hotcakes. Aside from listening to this podcast today, if you can do one other thing for me, that would be fantastic. And that's check out The Golf House at The Golf HSE at Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, either of which is your preference. It's basically my dream to build a best in class, a fully holistic center, end to end center of excellence for everything you need under one roof to learn, introduce your kids or friends to golf, develop and perfect your own game um, and have that special place here in Ireland. Tag your friends in the comments and the posts, share it in the WhatsApp groups. Let's build this community together. On today's show, we have former Irish international Niall Gorey giving us the rundown of all the top amateur events, the majors in Ireland for the rest of the year. But first, bear in mind this was recorded before coronavirus, so some of the dates may be subject to change. We don't know if some of the events are still being run. But he gives us a really good insight into the top amateurs of the country right now and the formats of each of the events. And something to look forward to when we're all allowed back on the fairways but first get over to www.pettygolf.com join the timesheet i'm not sending out any spam or newsletters but once it gets to 500 people there'll be random giveaways so it's like free money people why wouldn't you join the timesheet now roll it there colette i listen we talking about practice joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Today we have a man, well we've been trying to get into each other's calendars at about a month and we've both these busy lives, we now both have mainstream jobs, a lot of people don't think I have a job but I actually do, um, 9 to 5, um, it's been alluded to in previous podcasts who I work for, you can go figure it out, it means you might have to listen to a couple more episodes, up go the ratings, um, but today we are actually with uh, former Ireland international golfer Neil Go Niall Gorey, welcome to the show, how are things? Good, thank you very much for having me. So today we're going to cover something I originally put together this podcast for, which is amateur golf in Ireland. So before we get stuck into that, we'll, we'll kind of cover off and introduce you to the very limited and minimal audience this podcast goes out to, <laughs> um, more than my mother is how I describe it these days. Um, so now, what was your earliest memory in golf? Um, I suppose my earliest memory in golf was, um, would have been Bodenstown Golf Club when I was about seven or eight, so my brother's wife's family would have set up Bodenstown Golf Club many, many years ago, the mother family. So ironically, my earliest memory of being out there is walking across the middle of one of the greens, pulling a caddy car as a seven or eight year old and just leaving it in the middle of the green and being roared at from the sidelines to get out of there in a hurry. But uh, that's the earliest golf memory, but that's where I would have started in the early days with, with my brother, I suppose, in the background. And uh, so you were around seven or eight? Yeah, I was about seven or eight. Uh, which is, I suppose, when a lot of the people I've interviewed, that's generally when they start. So mm. that's maybe people or clubs around the country should start lowering their membership um, age minimums. Definitely. A lot, people, a lot of places do now. So, which then you played for Ireland right up to when? 
was so, the representative of the country? Last time I played for Ireland would have been 2012, early 2012. Um, okay, so between being seven years of age and 2012, describe that journey for me. Right. Um, so well, how old were you, I suppose, when you realised, okay, golf is the number one sport? Was there other sports that competed? or? Yeah, I would have played GA for a good while um, with Ratangan, um, up until I was about pretty minor age, but suffered a couple of bad knee injuries, really bad knee dislocation um, on a couple of occasions, actually, a cruciate medial ligament. Were you playing at, Cara at by any chance? No, it wasn't Cara. It may have been, it may have been Monastrevin, actually. Um, that they were the usual suspects when I was growing up. Um, you went toe to toe in Cara a couple of years ago. Because <laughs> under, underage, underage football in Rathangan, we, we, we were getting off subject to golf now, but um, we all would have went to school with the guys from Monastrevin, so they were tough days. But I think it was, I'll, I'll blame the Monastrevin lads. But yeah, I got badly injured um, when I was about 14 and I was down to kind of two or three handicap at that stage. So missing eight or nine weeks of golf at the time that I was getting really competitive at boys level was a big blow. And I remember I remember missing out on a selection for the Irish boys team against Wales in Ross Lair. I'll never forget it because Jimmy Green was the captain. He was a tough old boot, but I told him I'd be fit and I wasn't and he dropped me anyway. So I, I, that, that, that's a memory, but that's a memory that I kind of I refer back to a lot. Is, do you know what? I learned a lot from that, and I just pulled the plug in football from there on. It was golf, 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 golf from there on. So Irish boys is under what? Is that 18? Under 18. Is under yeah. 18s, okay. Yeah. Um, so you're off about scratch then? Uh, no, I was about two or three when I was, but I think about three handicap at 14-ish. Um, okay. I was starting to get competitive in boys' events at that stage. Um, I kind of progressed on. The following year, one, one of my first boys' event the following year. Um, Leinster boys when I was fifteen, and then that brought with brought that brought selection for teams and stuff on with it at underage level. So that was great. That was a kickstart, and got me access to the GY's coaching system then as well, which was, which I suppose was, was a little bit prehistoric at the time in comparison to what it is now. Um, but it it kind what of time for we're looking for not to put an age on you now. Ooh, when you people are going to start doing the sums no, here now. That would have been nineteen ninety five. So yeah, more uh, so to show how far the GI and the academy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's certainly worked on it from my early days. I mean, you know, there was a coaching system in place. We, we, Howard Bennett was the national coach at the time, who a lot of people might know him from from being very prominent with Porrick Harrington in his early days. And as Porrick was growing up as an amateur, and and Howard probably spent a lot of time with Porrick into his pro career at the early stages. So Howard Bennett was a, a huge influence at the time. And again, we didn't have the GY Academy back then. We didn't have Carton House as a facility. It was, I remember being at a coaching session on the Curra, and I don't mean the Curra Golf Club, literally on the Curra Plains as a, as a kind of a 14-year-old with, with the Leinster coach, David Kinsella at the time. And that, that's where it was at. Uh, and it was great, great, great thrill at the time to be in this panel of guys. But we were literally in the middle of the Curra, hitting golf balls, walking on and picking them up and coming back again. So... To go from where it is there to where it is now it is, I mean, it, for me to see that and see it firsthand in 2010, 11, 12, 13, when I was kind of playing at senior level, it's an incredible transformation. Um, That's a different plan. It is. I mean, I think when Pat Finn took over, we've seen a change of, uh, kind of a change of pace as well in the early days. And, and, and Pat was very good at speaking to players. He, he talked to all the guys who were playing in championships, who were playing on teams, which... I maybe not been critical. I maybe didn't see much of that in the past. It was like things were. This is the way it is, guys. Whereas now, I think Pat and the new guys that are there, and obviously looking forward to the future of golf Ireland, that's really changed. A lot of player input is is looked for because at the end of the day, guys that are playing in championships and everything else are the guys at the forefront. And guys like Mark Worley, who's looked after championship setups and stuff, 
the way golf courses have been have been set up in recent years compared to years ago is completely transformational. And again, listening to feedback from players has been key. And, and and you know they've done a great job, and we've seen the we've seen the results of that with Rory, with Shane, Paul Dunn, Harrington, McDowell, all these Robin guys, Dawson, Robin Dawson, Dawson, all these Conor guys. Rose, all yeah, these guys. you look at this, Gavin. Everybody, be five guys on a Walker Cup team. In, you know, five years ago, I mean, that's it's unheard of. There was there was when I was growing up. If we had one guy in the Walker Cup squad, it was a huge thing. I remember playing against Tim Rice down in Limerick, uh, from Limerick, in the south one year, and, and Tim was just on the Walker Cup squad. He was just on the panel, and this was a huge thing for me to play against the guy who was on the Walker Cup, just on, on the extended panel, and to go from there, for that attitude around Irish amateur golf to having five guys on the team in twenty in twenty fifteen, I think it was in Lidham, um, that's that, that doesn't happen by accident or overnight. It's a huge amount of work from. The right kind of people doing the right kind of things and you know i think we're going to continue seeing that when golf ireland can, gets kind of up and running now that's going to take off into another stratosphere because the ladies like rg have done just as good a job yeah they're massively successful with what they're doing incredible and, and again yeah, massive not obviously wasn't as close to the ilgu and yeah, that would have been very awkward but um you can see the difference now with the guys with the girls who are prominently you know at the forefront you have the two mcguire girls who did great leona's doing great things Stephanie Meadow, Olivia Mahaffey is on her way up. Yeah, Paul Grant. Annabelle Wilson is yeah, he's on her way. Walsh. Paul, Laura Much, all these kind and um, Julie McCarthy who have just seen just been invited to the Augusta National Women's Amateur. So like Mass. this is like people are re- it's really easy for people to be critical of me and you know I've been guilty of it over the years as well about being critical of, of of what way things are done and and the unions and stuff. But when you take a step back and look at where we were, and it's shots like this to make you realise kind of Jesus, you know what we were in this situation where it was. We're pretty pretty far behind, and we're now at the forefront. Like, I don't think, with the exception of Scotland, who are really strong on amateur level as well, and their policies and what they do, we're right up there. We're we're ahead of England now. I think in that in that space, which we never wore over the years, you know. No, definitely. Like I had a chat with um with a new acquaintance through social media during the week. We actually met in real life, which is a bit weird for me sometimes. Um, and very prominent scratch lady golfer, mm. and I was describing about. Uh, for some reason it came around we were talking about the, the amateur championship in the island in Port mm. Marnock last year and you could spot the French team from miles away Yeah, because they're head to toe decked out all the gear but maybe no idea in terms of yeah. the coaching and the facilities were all on hand and massive investment and massive support and sponsorship and all that jazz but James Sugar won it mm. do you know Um so you can you can't buy love you can't buy golfers either it is about the talent but yeah. just, I think the way the GUI and, and Golf Ireland and Sport Ireland nurture the guys and girls here mm. uh, and maybe from what you're saying player feedback of course you know, and, and relationships, I think, all that I think Neil, Neil Manship's been a, a massive part of that as well Neil Neil brings more than uh, more than and I haven't been I've been lucky enough to work closely with Neil over those years where I was I was playing a bit competitively he bring, he's more than a coach and you can probably see that from his work with Shane um, and other guys as well he, he's almost a golf psychologist he's he's a life coach he, he keeps things simple you always hear Shane Larry talk about what what do you what do you and Neil work on work on uh, Shane just my setup and that's it then but all fighters that is you can actually yeah, do there's, there's no, no technical stuff and, and he's been brilliant at that kind of stuff over the years so you know, can't underestimate his influence there, and, and you know, long may it continue. You know, I'd love to see Neil stay there forever. I don't know if that's possible, but 
he's been at the forefront of that, leading the way for amateur golf in Ireland and putting guys on a pathway into the professional game. And we're seeing the benefits. There's never been so many guys on tour, on their way to the tour, on the secondary and third tier tours who are doing well and competitive. And even on the fourth tier tours, and we're seeing guys who are coming through the system. Jonathan Yates had a really good result a couple of weeks ago. Um, He's going to progress through the tours. You you can just see it happening because guys know how to win now. They know how to perform. They know how, how to hold themselves at that level. We're not afraid as a nation in golf anymore. And I think a lot of that's been, I don't think so, I'd know a lot of that's been driven through the recent kind of changes in GUI and amateur golf, and Neil has been a, a part of that process as well, along with obviously everyone else. The golf in the universe are a huge, huge animal full of, full of great staff and great volunteers. So we can't underestimate that. I think we do need to take a step back at times and kind of say, do you know what, they're doing a really, really good job here. Um, no, definitely. And even like, I like to venture forward to Carrot House myself sometimes to mm. like, get to my lessons there now. But it's even that, everybody there is so open to mm. improvement and it's like in your improvement. So like I can toggle into the range and like Ronald Malarney is next to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that we, we're using this, we, everyone in Ireland coming to the GUI Academy and, have, and has access to that facility. Yeah. Uh, which you mightn't have in other countries. Yeah. Um, so we got off the GUI parade there for a second. Okay, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've enough back pattern done there for yeah, a minute. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, great job, lads uh, and ladies. Uh, but we're here to talk about uh, the amateur game in Ireland and more so, um, like the reason I created the podcast was to kind of give an idea into the stories in Irish golf and in amateur golf more mm-hmm. especially. Um, of course, if I get to talk to a professional golfer and they're Irish, then I'm definitely going to do that or a golf company and figure out how that works. Um but the reason being was the Water Cup was on last year and there was zero coverage of it media-wise. There was a bit in the papers and that, but like, so I was like, okay, let's build an audience. And to do that is to find out where the amateurs playing mm. throughout the year, who do we need to look for. Um, and my understanding of um, of the amateur game in Ireland and the tournaments is when it all revolves around the south, because that's where <laughs> I'm from. But there's a lot more out there. I know a bit about the west, because it's generally up in Galway somewhere, and that's what used to be a county away from me. Yeah. But aside from that, there's a lot to know in terms of, um, you know, the format. There's qualifying for some, depending on your handicaps. So we're trying to dig into that at kind of a mm. high level. Yeah. Um, when this podcast goes out, the west might be on next week. Yeah. Should be on yeah. Next we, week. we might do a little preview there as to who who may be the front runners, who I fancy do the front runners. Someone might fall out with me and not agree with my opinion on who might be a front runner, but sure, look, that's that's why we're here. So so we'll go for it. Right. So it's it's March now, and this goes out maybe the end of March. Yeah. So what uh, what are the majors that all the top amateurs that we can go see for free for the most part? Yeah. Uh, where will they be playing this year? What's the first event we can all keep an eye out for? So the first event will be the West of Ireland. That's that'll be in County Sligo Golf Club in eighth of April. Starts eighth of April, runs through to the fourteenth. Um, different format this year. Historically, that's been a thirty-six hole stroke play qualifier with sixty-four guys to play to qualify through to go to match play. Um, they've experimented a little bit to, to their credit up in Ross's Point, and Dave O'Donovan won't mind me calling him out and Endel Onrigan in the Connacht branch. They've been really open to try different formats to see what works best for them, which is great to see because it means that we're getting out of that old regimented, this is the way it is, and that's and, and there's no way around it. Um, so it's changed to a 54-hole qualifier this year um, with 16 players to qualify for the match play. Now, that will be preceded by a pre-qualifier, 
which will open up six spots for the top six guys in the pre-qualifier. So that was my question because yes. my personal goal is I'm off a very lofty handicap of six mm-hmm. and I'm looking to get to three because a friend of mine, the GOAT, um, the GOAT because he's from Lahinch, not because he's okay. the GOAT, um, <laughs> he got into the qualifier playing off around yeah. just under a three. So my question was, oh, the West might be, might be a goal for me next of course, year. Yeah. So how does that work, that qualifier? So There's a handicap limit on that. Yeah, well. so it, it, it basically, the qualifier is the, almost a reserve list for the main championship. So whoever doesn't get into the championship goes into the qualifier. They're given an 18-hole opportunity to qualify proper into the championship. So first six guys will go straight into the draw for the main championship. Regardless of your handicap, if you, you could be off three handicap, you have a good day, you're in the main championship. So irrelevant of your handicap. Um, the subsequent seventh down to the very bottom, that now creates the new waiting list. So if people, if you finish seventh in the qualifier, somebody pulls out of the main draw, number seven in the qualifier goes in there and, and so forth. So a really good initiative, much better than a handicap driven um, reserve list. I think it's taken off. It's been really, really popular. Um, it's given guys who, you know, without speaking at all, guys who were never going to get a chance to get into one of these championships. Like me. A chance, like <laughs> you, a chance to tee it up. So, yeah. you know, I'm all for it. it, it there's, there's plenty of people for and against it and stuff like that, but we've got to keep the game open to as many people as possible. Um, and and it, it's difficult to get into a championship proper now. It is because you've got world rankings that are involved as well. You've, you know, the handicap limits are really, really low now. The standard is so good. So this has really given guys an opportunity to get into a championship. The other championships haven't followed suit with this pre-qualifier um, system yet. They may do. Um, I, I think some of them should. Um, I think there's opportunity there for it. Um, but certainly the guys up in, in Ross's Point, as I said, yeah, Enda and, and David Donovan and everyone in Ross's Point, they've been very open to to try something different, give give guys a chance, give as many people a chance to get out, because it's good for the economy up there as well, you have to remember that. Um, but that kicks off um, around Easter, starts on the 8th with the qualifier, championship proper then goes to 54 holes qualifying. So it's it's going to be a, an interesting an interesting. It was an interesting format in that only 16 guys are going to qualify for the match play. So... They'll be the top 16 guys, so if I'm going to go see the tournament, <coughs> um, from a personal perspective, yeah, like I might be able to get all that time off, I might work from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll definitely try and see the last round, yeah, and, and definitely get be there for the yeah, for and the I, ding dong match. I think that format is going to suit, um, and again, without speaking out of turn, I think that format is going to suit the more full time amateur, the guys on squads, the guys who are, who are really at a high level, because over 54 holes, you should see the much better player creep into the top 16 you'll always have a couple of guys who are maybe outside of that kind of elite level who will creep in there and have a good week but i think that format's going to suit the better players this year um and also you've only got four matches to win so historically when i was playing you play your 36 hole qualifier and you make your cut and you've got your fair you're staring six matches in 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 the face over three days you have 36 36 36 to win a championship it's grueling enough it's grueling enough never from a fitness point of view one but also you've got no margin there to have a bit of an off day and or weather or weather and there's always the opportunity of just running into a guy who's on a heater and just taking you out so if you're one of those elite players the least amount of matches you can you have to play the better chance you have so based on that i think the format's great i i, I do agree with it some may not it's an extra day off work for some for guys who are you know um the the, the paye players if you want to call them that um but I think for the development of Irish golf, I think it's key that we, we continue helping our elite guys learn how to win 
So that may, some may disagree with that and say, well, do you know what? Everyone deserves a chance. But everyone d- does have a chance. We've got a pre-qualifier there. Anyone can play. We've got a 54 holes of stroke play. You play good golf. You qualify for your top 16. You've always got your chance. So, But I do think that format's going to be popular among the much better players anyway. Um, I look forward to seeing how it, how it pans out. And I might be completely wrong. Maybe a guy off three from the qualifier wins the championship. I don't know. Maybe the GOAT. <laughs> Possibly. The yeah. So since we're on the West, yes. and because people might want to wait until the end of the of this podcast, who are the main players for the West? Because considering it's probably on next week. Yeah, um, I suppose we've, we've, you've got kind of the national panellists there who, and some guys are based abroad and stuff as well, so they won't make it. I mean, key guys to look out for this year, I would say, I, I was I, I was, I was going to highlight Robert Brazel because he's had some really strong results in, in Ross's Point over the last few years. And Bridgestone or Merver. And Bridgestone or Merver. However, I've just learned this morning that Rob's injured and he's not going to make it, which is very disappointing because if I could have got a bet on this year, it would have been on Robert. Um, but I think a few guys to look out for and looking through their, their, their recent results and results around Ross's Point, Keelan Rafferty has to be considered. Um, he's our top amateur. He, he is. He's our highest ranked amateur. Brilliant, brilliant stroke player. Very good short game. Going to be really hard to beat around there. Really hard. His record's really good around there. So he'd be at the forefront of my mind um, for an, from an Irish perspective. Colin Campbell as well, back from injury. Doing a lot of work. Doing a lot of work in the gym. Um, he needs it. But look, he's definitely, he's on a mission this year to get back to the highest level. He's one of our best amateurs over the last number of years. And, and he, he, he'll laugh at me for saying that, but Colin's a good friend of mine. So I expect him to do really, really well this year. If, if there's a golf course that suits him perfectly, it's probably Ross's point, definitely. Um, Matthew McLean is another guy. He's going to sneak in there. He took a year off last year to concentrate on amateur golf. Had a goal to get in the Irish team. Did it. Next step for him is a championship win. I think the West is probably a, a really good opportunity. A um, couple of others, really. Robbie Cannon. I can't, can never, never, ever discount Robbie. Robbie's of the same vintage as myself. Um, obviously a lot fitter. But, you know, it, it, plenty of people know Robbie now. He's kind of our number one golf fitness coach in the country looks after Shane's fitness so looks after Paddy's talks after exactly so you know Robbie well he's got a lot of work in his hands exactly <laughs> exactly but look Robbie cannot be discounted massively talented really works hard has won three championships one of the very few guys out there who's actually got a chance to complete the kind of the, the amateur grand slam I know it's a target of his wouldn't surprise me in the slightest great record around there as well um, won't be found wanting for fitness at the end of the week um, a few other guys who are probably going to break through very soon uh, Keith Egan had a great year last year he's due a championship win I think he will win at some stage soon Aina Griffin is another guy um, played a bit with Aina when I was down in, in Munster really really good player no weaknesses um, I'm naming everybody here but I mean we have to highlight who, who really to look for for anyone to go and look and watch the golf um, Hugh Foley in Royal Dublin another really really good young player who probably wasn't lucky enough to get picked for Ireland last year actually um, He'll have he'll have a bit of determination about him this year and trying to get over the line somewhere. Uh, Rowan Lester's a good start has a good start start of the year finished I think seventh in the South African Stroke Play shot eleven he's under. He's been very consistent. The yeah, last yeah. Years, so. Hits the ball really good. Um, however, there's one guy that's standing out for me out of all of these, and he's not even Irish. Uh, Aaron Edwards Hill, English guy, finished second in the West. Uh, recently, That's a different podcast recently, oh, we have to call, we have to call this guy. Out. He's a really, really good player. He, he's yeah. a winner. He's won a lot of golf tournaments. 
was really, really unlucky not to play Walker Cup last year. I mean, one of the one of the two or three guys who kind of a head scratch as to why he didn't get picked. If gone to my head, I'd probably have to put money on him if it was available. Um, between himself and Keelan Rafferty, I think would be the two that really winner I would expect to come out of them as long as they qualify. Um, have to mention some of the young guns. There's some really good young guys that are going up as well. I've had a look at the entry list. Irish boys, Order Mert winner last year, Fionn Hickey, who's from my former club in Cork, Muskery. Really, really exciting young player. Strong, great ball flight, no weaknesses. Doing loads of work in his fitness. There's a great coach down there in Fred Toomey, who I worked with for years. Um, Luke O'Neill from Connemara. Brilliant in the wind. Watch out. Uh, Simon Walker from Roscommon, who bizarrely didn't get picked on the Irish boys panel this year. Watch out, because when you, you know, Poking a bear kind of thing. I think he'll do really well in the West. Um, a couple of us call it Dylan Keating from Seapoint. Great player. Massive potential. Um, hopefully good singer like his uncle as well. Um, but that that's kind of it. They're kind of the list of standouts that I would say if anybody's going to go up there that's and watch. That's the last 16. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if that's the last 16, we've done a good job. Yeah. Um, but th- that's just my kind of outside looking in kind of from following amateur golf as I do. I think they're the guys that really we, we should be looking at. No, definitely. When you say that um, someone mightn't have gotten picked mm. like, for a certain reason. I've been that soldier, you see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fred Daly, I didn't get picked either. <laughs> and my God. But what I mean is this is the first major of the year. So yeah. this is when they can really, you know, show it up to those selectors, maybe. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I deserve one this year. Mm. Um, so well, best luck to everyone who's playing the West probably next week. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the listeners for good golf to go see most likely for free yeah. um, at a golf course near them are definitely commutable after the West what's next? so um, I'll run through the other championships I think yeah. we, let's not we, the next one close after the West is the Munster Stroke Day Championship in Cork um, runs over two days 72 holes around a proper proper golf course 72 holes in? two days two days 36 okay. Saturday 36 Sorry. Sunday okay. so yeah <laughs> Yeah, the Monday, the Monday it's morning, a lot of golf. The, it all golf. The Monday morning legs can be quite interesting after that tournament because it, it's a tough walk. Um, Where's that, that on? Cork Golf Club. So one of our, uh, yeah. just one of the best we have. I mean, not not long, not tight, but just it's just a complete and utter golf course. It'll test every element. Small greens. If you're not a good iron player, you're dead. If you don't have a good short game, you're dead. If you don't drive it well, you're dead. Like it just tests every part of. I played it loads down there, so. That's straight after uh, the West, that's the 2nd and 3rd of May. After that, then we go to the Irish Amateur Close in Rossapenna, which starts on the 9th of May. Um, that's, one, that's one I've always wanted to go to, because mm. it's kind of earmarked as like one of the, it's the it, amateur major twin, for, for me, really outside looking in. It is, but funnily enough, over the last few years, it, it the field has probably weakened a little bit in the Irish Close, which I don't know for what reason. I think there's been a couple of clashes with um, European events, European events and, international and, and UK events and stuff and guys have had to make a decision and that's fine guys are trying to trying to forge their way in, in, in their own career yeah the, the close field is probably the, one of the weak, it's weakened off a lot in the last number of years now it hasn't devalued the tournament we've had some brilliant winners because um, it's that one I haven't been there yet mm. but I think it's on one of the one of the best golf courses oh, yeah. in the country yeah. which was the qualifier for Barry Liffin I think yes. Irish Open a couple of years ago correct yeah. so so yeah, I think it's even if this if the field might be slightly weakened or whatever, mm. um, it's definitely a place to go. Gen- generally speaking, as, as a as a rule, the, the two best fields of the year would be the West and the Irish Amateur Open. 
generally or I'm open will attract a lot of guys from abroad because um, it's an open stroke play event it runs over four rounds and stuff like that so um, after the close then you've got the which is called the North of Ireland stroke play which is actually the ISP has handed it's the qualifier for the um, men's and women's tour event but that runs in Galgon Castle over 54 holes normally gets a very good feel because the, the prize at the end of the the end prize of the is event. really really good yeah it's it's, it, it's entry into a challenge event which is you can't, ideal, you can't buy that yeah absolutely yeah. you go play a good golf and you get in yeah. um, I know aforementioned Colin Campbell he qualified a couple of years ago and played in that challenge event with great experience um, so that's definitely one we're going to see you have a lot of the a lot of the top players playing that the east of Ireland is probably then one after that then another four round stroke play tournament around Baltray um, when is the east on? the east is on 30th of May to the 1st of June okay bank holiday weekend Proper, proper good golf course. Um, Four-round stroke play event. One of my favourite events over the years just because you've got a really fair golf course. Very difficult to make the cut there. You've got a big entry of 150 or 60-odd players. Only the top 42 in ties make the cut. It's a really tough cut to make. Um, on a really tough golf course. On a really tough golf course. I mean, anyone that makes the cut there can still win that golf tournament on on the, on the final day. And it's been done. I think it was one year. Richie, year Richard O'Donovan won 2011. He was the last man in. He was literally the last person into the field for the last two rounds and shot seven or eight under the last day on the on the on the Monday and won by a shot. So that's how tight the field can be. Yeah. So getting to going to if you want to go and watch a really good golf course with really good players, if you're in the Dublin area, that's very accessible every single year. Same same event, same venue. Very that was my very next good question, golf course. I know due to my only real amateur golf experience going up to the south is on a lynch every year. Yeah. That's another question of mine is. Yeah, so Baltray East doesn't move, stays in stays in County Level every year and has done for many, many years. Um West of Ireland stays in County Sligo and has done for many, many years. There was a couple of years where they went to Enniscrown, um Russell's Point were, were kind of changing doing up some of their greens. I remember playing one of those years in Enniscrown and it snowed very heavily so yeah but that's normal up there that's actually a good day that's standard yeah day. it's pretty you're yeah. kind of happy enough to see that um so that that east of our runs ended end of may into early june uh week after that then the connacht stroke play which is a new tournament which is connacht branch have put a real real effort into developing this and it's probably on the back of the success of the months of stroke play over the years that the other provinces said hang on we meet we need a four round stroke play event so they've, they've used the same format as they do in munster it's four rounds on Strokely over two days around Portunda, um, which has hosted it since it was in. That's accepted. a class course. Great That's golf a course. Track. Great, great golf course. Um, produced a great winner. Uh, was it last year before Eddie McCormack, who one of the great competitors of Irish golf, most one of the most difficult men to play golf against, which is the best compliment I could pay anyone. Um, you know, he kind of had a breakthrough win as in a senior championship there a few years ago. When I say senior, I don't mean older than fifty. Senior as in. Yeah, he won't thank me for that either. More um, experience. Exactly, more experience. But yeah, so that that's really taken off. And there's been some good winners there in the last couple of years. And it's it's developed into a key championship. It runs, it, it, there's some really good points in order for it. So it's really important that guys that are trying to get picked for the home internationals can go there and pick up some points um, on the Bridgestone Order Merit, which is great. Um, North of Ireland then is in July. So in Portrush, you have an entry field of 300 players runs over both courses so the valley course and uh dunluce whittle down into 64 quali- 64 qualifiers that go straight to match play 64 yeah, match so play, pretty difficult um cut to make as you can imagine 
five match play rounds? Six. 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 So same as, so top 64 yeah, yeah. goes through then all the way through six rounds of match play. Um, so tough cut to make up there as well. Ironically, weirdly enough, I've never played in the North of Ireland Championship, which is... This year is the year. Maybe. Um, maybe if I can get... Tell the bosses now we'll be off. Yeah, yeah, I'll send them on this. Yeah, I won't see you and that week. a week, week. off before. Yeah, exactly. And a week off after to recover. Um, but yeah, funny, I've never played in the North. Um, although I love Port Rush, I've just never played in, the, in that championship. But it, it seemed to clash with, over the years when I was competitive, I think it used to clash with our senior cup when I was down in Cork. So... I used to have to skip it really. I didn't have to, but I did. I chose to from a, mm. just a prioritised point and of is view. And that stay in Port Rush every year? That's been in Port Rush for okay. many, many years. Yeah, they did move it out. They moved it to Port Stewart and Castle Rock um, a couple of years ago when obviously, um, was it last year? It was last year when, when obviously the Open was being prepped yeah. and stuff like that. So a great tournament has produced great winners over and over and over again, as as it should, being a good golf course. But anyone up, up that area who, who listens in, if you can get out there that week and watch some really, really good golf, That'd be no better. Our poor no, rush is only like three hours from No me, better so place, no, yeah. The up the road, off we go. Um, but yeah, that, that that's a good one to 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 attend. Then obviously we've got the South, which you know only too well. It's a small little tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's produced one or two good winners over the years. Yeah, usual mm-hmm. usual suspects. But yeah, look, I mean, I most of them are on tour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, look, you you know plenty about the South. Anyone that doesn't. Um, 22nd to the 26th of July, book your holidays, get yourself down to the hinge for the week. It's festival atmosphere, always has been one of my favourite, probably it's, well, it probably is my favourite social tournament. You go down there with the intention of of, of uh, concentrating on your golf and you get sidetracked and you go for a few pints and it all goes down. That, I'm talking back in the day, yeah. yeah. But look... Um, but the course is going to be an unbelievable order that week because... Um, the Arnold Palmer Cup, Palmer Cup is on is yeah. on July as well so exactly this is the like it'll be same standard as Irish yeah. Open last year you yeah. know? so we're praying that we get it the same all, weather but to be fair to be fair as a golf course and Paddy down there over the years it, it, it's always been perfect I, I, perfect are, in March let alone in July yeah it, it, it's know? it's the we're getting crossed we're getting, getting starting to talk about the golf course now but it's the pathways that get me the pathways from the tees to the fairways are, are as good as greens anywhere you know, that, that and I've had people actually get on their knees and say, "Are they real?" Like, th- th- that's that's the kind of level of condition you're looking at in the hinge. Yeah, that's like, what, done in his team. Exactly. Oh, like, what a unique opportunity for guys, Irish amateurs. When you look through the venues we have, County Loud, Irish Open Standard, County Sligo, certainly somewhere that the Irish Open needs to go. Cork Golf Club, Rossapenna, Portumna, Portrush, La Hinch. Like, we are Spoiled spoiled right. beyond belief. So. You know, for, for, for us to be lucky enough to play in those golf courses year in, year out in championships is incredible. No wonder we're producing good players. But the South is definitely a great one to go to. I'll be honest now, the, I haven't been to the South in the last couple of years, right? Mm. I was at it every year from when I was like eight until after college. It's like a good 15 year stint there. You've probably but, seen me blow up a couple of times though, Joe, over the years. I've had it in a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Um, successfully. So if anybody's looking for a caddy that week, okay. I'll be, well, I'll have a new tide at that stage, so I'll definitely be available. You'll need to get away, I'll yeah. Need to get away. Um, but what's the format these days? Format there is 36 holes qualifying, uh, top 64 go through to match play. Again, they experimented a little bit with some other formats. Um, the historical kind of format for the South was straight match play from day one. So top 64 guys go through into the round two and then 128 guys played a preliminary round the day before to go into the next round of match. And it was match play the whole way through. 
there's always for and against again for all of that. Um, I think the fairest way is a thirty-six hole qualifier and go through the sixty-four match play. It gives guys a, two rounds of golf around a world-class golf course with a practice round. That's how you get a good feel then. Um, the potential of going down there and, and getting knocked out in the first round or preliminary round is is hard to take for some guys who work and need to book that week off. But then again, as we've probably seen over the years and guys that might listen in know, guys used to book their holiday for that week and spend the whole week down there. And and to their credit, the golf course and the staff are so welcoming for anyone playing in the South, you're treated like one of their own, like a member, even though you're just there to play in a, in a championship. So for and against, but definitely I think they've got the format right there with 36 all qualifying. It, it, it's fair. It's very fair. My one tip for if you're in, if you get to the match play in the south, is always bring spare sandwiches in your golf bag, because you um because matches are so competitive, they run to extra holes, and you'll have thirty six hole days, and you won't have time to go to the no. restaurant and grab a soup and sandwich. No, so bring one. Yeah, I'll yeah. Get, I'll get relations to to you. Literally go from the eighteenth or nineteenth. Yeah, I've, 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 I've had I've had that eight. scenario numerous yeah. times. I've been handed my match card for the next match and on the yes on the way off the eighteenth green to the first tee, shaking hands and away you go again. But look, wouldn't you, you wouldn't change it for the world. No. Um, but yeah, La Hinch is, is a great opportunity. If the weather's good down there as well, you've got such a massive spectator viewpoint as we've seen in the Irish Open. Um, yeah, well worth going to see. Don't um, worry, we'll definitely do a full preview show just for the start of the yeah. so. <laughs> In La Hinch, we'll in, do it we'll do in, in La Hinch. Hinch. That, I think from, that has to be done. Yeah, we'll, re, we'll redo it from the 19th. Perfect. Yeah. Street, That's so ideal. No yeah, look, ah, look, look, we've seen the winners list in, in the south of Ireland over the years and you see it on the wall when you go in there's just some it's the who's who Irish club anyone that wants to win an Irish championship wants to win in La Hinch because it's funny it's something I, I I've had good weeks down there and bad weeks but I always wanted my picture on the wall so I always had the thing of, I need to get to the final somehow when I was playing <laughs> yeah. I just wanted my picture yeah, on the wall the I, think, I nearly wouldn't have, I nearly wouldn't have cared if I lost the final as long as I got the picture on the wall it's, it's just something because every time you go after every year you still look at all the same pictures every year I fancy Leicester for that this year yeah I think you're right yeah, he's, his record's been very good down there as well again, we'll deal with that near the we'll time deal with that yeah um, kind of last but not least and Irish Amateur Open Championship as, as I discussed 13th and 16th of August that'll be the who's who of amateur golf across GB&I that'll be as good a field as you'll ever see in Irish golf in Galway Golf Club really really good golf course again um, hard to know who to kind of pinpoint for that we'll see when the entry list is in but that's definitely if you're looking for the best field of the year with quality international players that's it I mean we were lucky to have the amateur championship here this year in Fort Marnock and, and the island so anyone that was following there seen the who's who of amateur golf across who's across the globe really um, but home base this year definitely Galway in August is the place to see and that's 72 holes with a 54 hole cut so lots of value there for guys to come over and play so that, that, that's one of the things that attracts the guys from abroad is they're guaranteed 54 holes so it's not a 36 hole cut they run the cut over 54 holes and the top and 50 and ties play the last day so easy to attract a field from, from, from afar that was brilliant what I'll do so is I'll put up kind of the, the calendar onto paddy.com yeah definitely I'll put, a, I'll put a new section there I'll actually start the old blog section but it'll be on a need-to-know basis. Okay. It won't be spammy at all. And it'll be in line with, you know, need-to-know information like this. Where are the championships? When are they on? Where are they on? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and if I can find it, but if anybody is looking for it in terms of playing in them, I'll try and include the, the world ranking points as well. Yeah. Um, just given the fact that, you know, I'm not being golf Ireland or anything, but their website's been renewed and, and all that kind of does as well. But, yeah. like, you know, just for anybody who's listening to the podcast, you can somewhere else to go and find your information. Um, now, I thank you very much for the lowdown. No worries. Uh, it won't be the last time. Okay, um, hopefully I not. To, I tend to leverage your brain and inside a lot more. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no problem. But before you go, you are subject to the Paddy Talks Q and A Spanish Inquisition style of quick fire round. Yeah, this is where this is where I'm going to end up with the level of level of grief on Twitter now. I think after this, but look, I'll deal with that in the background. It's alright. So are you ready? You're ready, yeah. We'll go for it. First question: What would your walk-on song be? Oh, um, there was one when I was playing golf. Embarrassing now, this is going to get rough. Um, I'll take the backlash, but I used to always play Katy Perry Firework before I went out to play when I was on the putting green. Don't ask me why. It wasn't even on video, so I couldn't even look at her. So, something for some reason, I played that every time before I went out to play. So, but if it worked at some level, yeah. I'll try it myself. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see. Um, gym or pizza? Pizza, look at me. Hat, visor, or a Keelan Rafferty bucket hat? Hat, definitely. Hat Gilmore or Tin Cup? Tin Cup. Guinness or Heineken? Guinness. Le Hinch or Port Marnock? Oh, Le Hinch. That's for all you Port Marnockers out there. Walk or cart? Walk. Win the Masters or win the Open? The Masters. Drive it, drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Dustin, because I, I, I drove it worse than Zach for my whole life. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Twitter. And player practice? Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again very uh, very soon. Um, if not before the close, then definitely on Main Street, Le Hinch. No we'll problem. Go to, we'll go to Ferrari this time. Correct. I agree. Thank Thanks you very, very much. much. Cheers. That was Niall Gorey, and what an insight into the amateur tournaments in 2020 he gave us. Please do uh, put them in your calendars. We'll try and get to a few of them together and maybe have some Paddy Talks round table talks. Um, just for people who mightn't know or have come across Niall Gorey, um, who mightn't have viewed amateur golf in the last 10 15 years but to give a bit of context into what he has achieved in terms of that his interpretation of the tournaments um is somewhat applicable he's represented leinster boys monster boys he's won gy championships at boys and senior level he represented ireland uh, in the men's home international 2011 Kerry cup 2011 and men's european nation nations cup team 2012 inter club cup wins um Munster Senior Cup, Barton Shields, All-Ireland Barton Shield winners, um, all with Muskery down in Cork. Uh, achieved the best world ranking as an amateur of uh, 68, so inside the top 100 amateurs globally in 2012. Thank you all for pressing play. Please do head over to paddygolf.com, check out um, the, all the other podcasts on there, and please do join the timesheet there. there are, you may have seen on social media there is some rumblings around the golf house, and so please do check out there'll be a blog post up on that thank you folks for getting involved thank you all for listening hit the show a follow rate and review it wherever you're listening to this podcast but most of all please share the show across your own social media platforms and with your family and friends thank you all for pressing play until we teed up again soon i'm paddy Paddy.